This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. Today we're talking about Season 10, Episode 5, titled What It Always Is. Uh, Aaron, what'd you think of this episode? I thought this episode was pretty good. Um, I started getting nervous because I'm like, boy, I just hate Magna. I really kind of can't I can't oh, stand Magna. She's she's the fucking worst. But then like halfway through the episode, the show re- let me know that it knows that Magna is the worst. Everyone is going to tell her that she's the worst. Can I and tell her? That's cool. I want to tell her. Yeah, I mean, right on the podcast. Uh, Can I tell Daryl that he shouldn't be uh, protecting the worst? <sighs> I mean, you got to cover for family, I guess. He's got and a family. He's got a, a big yeah. old family. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I, but but I, at least the show is acknowledging the fact the fact that she is kind of the worst and had multiple people call her out, which um, and I yeah, I was a little disappointed because I thought that Connie had written on her message. We have to tell everyone about this. Oh, and I'm like, oh, OK, cool. But then it's like, oh, there's a secret. And I like that a little bit less. But um, I got a, I got a hot new theory about Eugene and his radioactive uh, uh, satellite components that don't doesn't involve fat boys or. Fat mans or little boys. Um, Does it involve nut tapping? <laughs> can he can he get to gather some components, put them maybe on his knuckles, and just get a good tap in? It's a nuclear powered nut tapping machine. Yes, it's okay. like it's like he's gonna he's gonna power Aaron's double Aaron steel arm to make the the nut tapping apocalypse that that Negan apparently seeks. NASA is uh, gonna win him back to Alexandria because he's on the outs right now. Uh, well, I guess it wasn't NASA. This was a Russian satellite, right? The Russians had some patented nut tapping technology that they sent up in their satellites. Yeah. For safekeeping. Yeah. yeah. That's how that's why it went bankrupt. Like, mm-hmm. uh, they, they went all Spit in on the nut on. tap race and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> couldn't feed their people. Yep. Uh, what I, I, so I, I really liked that. I liked the uh, Negan's little arc. He went on with the insane, you know, savior groupie. Uh, I fucking hate this guy. There, I'm so angry at all the characters this week. I, I yeah, I'm trying to look past that and say, okay, well, that's how they want me to feel. They want me to hate this fucking fanboy, Negan fanboy, and I do. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, do I. Uh, mm-hmm. So it, I don't want to get too caught up in like, God, what terrible characters they're writing here. But they're writing some really annoying, shitty characters intentionally. I think. But they're dealing with him like that guy was decisively yeah. dealt with Brandon. I, I actually wrote his name down because I thought, oh, this is going to be a guy whose figures large in the next few weeks. Nope. No, no. Uh, not really. Thank goodness. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I actually thought it was I thought this is a, a pretty, pretty good episode. What do you think? 
I'm glad I watched it twice because the first time I watched it, I thought it was sloppy. Um, there are some things where like, there's what I thought were continuity issues and might still be, I'm not sure. Um, like there's, you know, the scene where Kelly passes out in the woods, she passes out against a rock and the walker comes up with, you know, its hand and like puts it on her shoulder or her head or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we cut away and when, next time we see her, she's leaned up against a tree and I'm like, is that a continuity error? She's also not dead, which feels like a continuity error, but this is why I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt and saying, well, she fought off this walker and then ended up against a tree, but I don't know how, because she's in such rough shape. Um, And then like, I think that's how she got into the rough shape. She like, you have to understand She like fought wave after wave of zombies until exhaustion took her or something. But I feel like I can fill in those. I can fill in those details for sure. Yeah. The the first time I watched it, I was so annoyed by fucking uh, fanboy Brandon uh and then what i thought were continuity errors i was i was riled up second time through i'm like okay seeing what they're doing it's fine i shouldn't get so worked up um i i still am very angry at magna and i'm angry at daryl for defending magna um and i think that's kind of shitty i'm i i don't know i guess this is an okay episode it's just it makes me angry and i don't want to like it because of that yeah but on the other hand like it make i i mean well maybe we should talk about when we get there but i think there's a lot of compelling reasons why daryl would do that and the the episode cited them it's his name is merle like (laughs) daryl has covered for a lot of shit for his family that maybe he was wrong to do so but like would the group have been better if they'd cast daryl out for you know trying to do that um I, i don't think so uh, shit, they're going to get a spinoff off of him. Like, wh- wh- where would they be if they had done that? So no, but you could cast uh, Merle out. You could cast Merle out. Yeah. Like you cast Magna out. And you do. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, uh, I, I think that um, asking the group to do that right off the bat. But yeah, Magna's yeah. the fucking worst. We'll, we'll be talking a lot about that. Yeah. She might. She might have lost her name. She might be back to shitty prison tat. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, they, they do a little bit to try and sympathize her this episode, like telling us her backstory and how didn't work. She met Yumiko. No, it, it was in the context of a much shittier thing that she's done. I'm super sympathetic for you murdering a, yeah. a child predator. Uh, sure, but what have these people done to deserve you taking a quarter of their medical supplies? It's, that's insane, dude. Like, like this isn't you squirreling away a, like a weekend kit so you can get like, you know, get get on the road a week until you're on your feet. This is yeah, like you're bringing this, these communities is, to their knees. And yeah. 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 Wild. Well, maybe I don't know. Are we ready to get into the discussion of the episode proper? Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, before we do that, let's take a little break. Yeah. getting geared up for the 6th annual Summer Badass Fest. And while we're working on a slate of apex badass films to enjoy, we've got an early action-packed announcement to make. Just like last year, we're kicking off Badass Season with a live movie watch and podcast recording. We've rented out a theater for connoisseurs of action films and bald move fans that just want to have a great time. Unlike last year, this year's movie is top secret. Hush, hush. No hints. Except, it's incredibly badass. It stars an absolute icon of the genre. We're willing to bet most of you haven't seen it, and it's going to be an incredible viewing experience with a packed house of bald movers. 
Those of you who came to last year's screening of Total Recall know what a party it was. And those of you who didn't, <laughs> now's your chance to experience it. Meet me and Jim, order some custom movie-themed drinks at the theater's full bar, then watch us record the full podcast for the movie. We reserved a venue over twice the size as last year, but seating is still limited. It's happening Friday, 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 June 21st at 7 p.m. in our hometown of Cincinnati. Get full details and buy tickets at baldmove.com slash live. Cincinnati's actually a pretty great city to visit, and we've got lots of details for side adventures on our event page as well. The Reds are playing the Boston Red Sox in their fantastic Riverside Stadium. The thrills of Kings Island just minutes away, and I'll be leading a kayak trip down the scenic Little Miami River on Saturday. Again, get full details and get your tickets now on our Badass Fest 6 page at baldmove.com slash live live. Hey, it's time for another season of Why is Mr. Feeney a Car? The premise is simple. A Gen Xer and a millennial watch old 80s action TV to see what still works and what doesn't. In previous seasons, we've done podcasts for Knight Rider, Airwolf, MacGyver, A-Team, and more. However, this year we're doing a very special season of Feeney. We're going back and reviewing the very special episodes of 80s and 90s sitcoms. Come cringe along with us as Hollywood tries to warn our families of the dangers of underage smoking, drug abuse, alcoholism, eating disorders, and much more. We start out with the episode of Boy Meets World where a high school kid gets sucked into a cult. Worlds collide as the Mr. Feeney finally makes an appearance on Why is Mr. Feeney a Car? Join me and my buddy Jay each week for episodes full of nostalgia and secondhand embarrassment. And don't worry, a very special isn't your speed. We've also got some all-time classic Knight Rider episodes to close the season with. Find Why is Mr. Feeney a Car? each Wednesday on Bald Move Pulp starting April 3rd. All right, we're back. Uh, we start off with Kelly roaming the woods alone, testing her failing hearing. Uh, the ringing in her ears makes her head all fuzzy, but she manages to kill a boar. She's, of course, then snuck up by on by some walkers who almost eat her, and they do eat her kill. And then she runs from them, ends up falling into a ravine, ravine, injuring herself. And there's a cliffhanger as a walker approaches her, stretches out its dirty, dead hand grab her i mean i think they do this i got a lot to say about this i think they do this um being deaf in the world of the walking dead has got to be extra terrifying yeah. you know it's a superpower and all that but like it's one thing for connie who has fully come into her powers and has a lot of coping mechanisms and stuff but someone like kelly her sister who's made more new to this world now you'll recall that i had a problem with like what is this late onset adult deafness i've never heard of this literally before like especially if it's congenital because it's to two sisters mm-hmm. and as far as i can tell this is not a thing but what is a thing is the actual actor that plays kelly um gosh she's got a very distinctive name and i've just come completely fucking forgot it oh K- yeah it's like something theory her name is something theory Angel theory, theory. Angel theory. Thank you. I guess got in a, a, a car accident or had some kind of traumatic head injury a few years back that robbed her of all of her hearing in one of her ears. And whatever nerve damage she had because of that, it's progressive to where 
she was able to get by with um, hearing aids, but like since she's joined The Walking Dead, it's progressed and she's rapidly losing hearing in her other ear. Hmm. So I think they're bending the or or maybe the deal is both these sisters were in a car wreck at the same time. Connie lost all of her like, you know, or whatever traumatic thing happened to them. Uh, she lost her hearing right away and Kelly's has been more, but like this can happen to adults because of some kind of trauma, viral infection, several different things. I don't think it's a congenital thing, but it could be, you know, so I'm, I, especially now that they're, um, I guess the actor is going through a lot of, you know, adjustments because she was getting by and hearing, um, uh, AIDS and now that's not working. And I guess the cast and crew are like investing into learning sign language and it's like really you know this is pretty tight net crew and this is like making them even tighter knit it's all very sweet and i'm i I support them writing it into the show and like i'm I'm glad i looked it up because there was pretty good answers for it i was gonna say how did you come across this information did you risk spoilers for this morsel no i what i did is i searched for like sudden on i said search for like late onset adult deafness and like literally one of the first 10 results was an interview with this actor about the situation. <laughs> wow. Um, because Lucky. I, yeah, 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 yeah. And it was also, it was written like in, uh, I, I noticed that it was written during the first episode of this season when they first addressed it. So I felt mm-hmm. comfortable with like, you know, reading the whole interview. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Good call though. I was, it was, it was high risk. I didn't, I didn't think so. I wasn't expecting the walking dead to be the one of the top results, but sure. there you go. Uh, yeah. I, I like this boar. Is this boar animatronic? You think it's definitely I not a real boar. No. What you, well, you can't get a real boar to like lay on the ground and pant and squeal softly. No, no. I mean, boar, I saw a pig in a city. They got, are, they got those pigs that do a lot of shit. Those are pigs, not boars. Boars are wild, man. <laughs> boars will <laughs> run you through with their tusks. What if I told you the only difference between a domestic pig and a wild boar is like two or three generations running wild? I don't because... want to hear it. <laughs> I've got an idea in my mind based on their being called wild boars. Mm. I've, mm. I've seen Lion King, man. I know all about boars. It's true. It's true. The warthogs. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, so Negan's on the run. He's drinking out of the river when a no-name survivor kid uh, until later. He doesn't. I don't think he says his name here. Uh, approaches him from behind, gives him a canteen, and the kid is definitely a Negan fanboy. Yeah. Immediately. Groupie. Immediately. It's it's crazy how intense and immediate my disdain for this kid is. Does it make sense, though? Like, if you... Your dad was a big savior and you looked up to him like we 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 recorded yesterday. And I don't know when this podcast is going to come out because we recorded for juice in the can. We recorded the road to perdition, which is all about a young boy who thinks his dad is like this heroic figure and comes to grips with the fact that actually he's a bad dude. Um, It seems like it would be reasonable if this kid was like 11 years old, 12 years old. His dad's a, a savior soldier. And, you know, he's clear. Uh, and he makes it seem very glamorous and cool and like what they're doing is like, yeah, it might seem bad, but you know, we're actually protecting the community, all that kind of stuff. Rick comes, kills your father, humiliates Negan takes you. And now suddenly you're in this Alexander stuff. They seem like they all have their sticks up their ass. Like for you to kind of pine for those glory days, it's been like five years and it's you and Negan's been in prison this whole time until very lately. And as soon as he gets a little bit of freedom, he goes and dashes off. Like, 
he is very annoying and he's well, very stupid. He's likely a yeah. psycho, but like I felt like it was fairly plausible. You, you oh, can, for sure. You could have somebody like that, especially if you're. Your kid seems to be a little bit on a psycho scale anyway, you know, might be pulling the wings off flies, might be wet in the bed, might be setting furniture on fire. You know, there's all, all the classic. Oh, wow. You know, murdering a, a child pit. and a mother. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was he one of those fuckers? No, but I mean, that's okay. just as as insane as, as yeah. this kid. All, all the teen, not, not many of the teenagers are good looks on this show, unfortunately. No. No, they're not. Uh, the the ones hates, that were are teenagers. dead now. Like Enid was yeah. was good. Uh, yeah. Fit, was Fist Carl. Bump a teenager when we found her? I don't know. Nah, I think she was She's young a young woman, but a little bit older. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Henry, of course. Oh, not all a good of the luck. young princes in the royal family. Bad, bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the hilltop continues their hasty repairs on the busted wall with Eugene coordinating. Boston Rob wants to use some of the wood that they have to make weapons, but Yumiko says, not a great idea right now. We'll get to it. Uh, the blacksmith is pissed that they're not retaliating against Alpha, and people are stealing things from the community stockpiles, uh, which Magna was supposed to be guarding. And when Yumiko brings it up, she just blows her off. Yeah, my notes say, okay, I hate Magna now. Yep. Uh, because just her whole fucking affect. It's not just that she's doing <laughs> shitty things, but she is not even having a death, this, the, not even showing her sister the respect of acting like, or, or her lover the respect of acting like she feels bad or she needs to even hide right. it. It's just one giant, not even resting bitch face, active bitch face. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's unfortunate because I was. I've warmed up to all the newcomers except for Magna and goddamn, it's going to be a long road to getting back to good with her being such a shit. Yeah. I mean, she's doing um, her best to keep everybody at a distance. I, I don't know. It, it's weird that they would be lovers. I guess if she has this opinion of how Yumiko views her like, Oh, yeah. I've known it for you know 13 years ago. Since the first time you met me, it's that look. I'm like, Really? Because you were sleeping together last night. Is it just a uh-huh. thing of convenience here? What? Because there are a lot of people around you can sleep with now if that's what you want. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about Eugene's zero waste program. Uh-huh. Look, man, I've seen where you live. Trees are not in short supply. You don't have to worry about global warming anymore. Global warming is not going to be a problem with 98% of the world's population dead. The forests are going to reforest what is this? You have to use every part of the tree except for the wind (laughs) rustling through its leaves. Like Jesus. Yeah. Like, in fact, I can make an argument that you might want to clear every tree within a mile of hilltop. And it seems like because it's on a hilltop. Right. But, but there's still like where, why was there a healthy tree within falling over onto the wall distance? Like, yeah, there's still a lot of trees. It looks like they've been, when they do deforest, they've been doing it from right around the walls, which is nice um, and smart, but they need to do it a little faster. Increase those, especially if you want to use catapults, increase those sight lines, tear down every tree rooting, you know, like there's no ints in this world. Just, just do it. The the forest of North America is going to be fine. I promise. Uh, So that was dumb. Uh, Boston Rob wanting to build weapons. I, I actually, I really hope we get catapults and trebuchets. Yeah. By the way, we we talked about this pre podcast, but why the fuck would anyone build a catapult when you've got the, the superior siege technology that's been invented? Trebuchets, like, well, for their uh, maybe size, they don't have an example the, of a trebuchet. He just knows that 
it's the the mechanism is too complex for uh the blacksmith i would buy that yeah the blacksmith he's he's got uh you know a, a, um, a catapult example uh that he saw in a book but trebuchet i don't yeah. know uh that that might be a problem but uh i i don't know i thought that was kind of i, I want to see trebuchets not catapults god damn it walking dead read some read some medieval history <laughs> sure um with you also i I'm not a pro. I don't have a problem with like these black, the blacksmith being like hardline against the whispers. I mean, they put his wife's head on a pike. Anyone mm-hmm. that's is, is intimately connected with someone whose head's on a pike. You're I, I, I'm not going to fight the fact that you want to go to war. Um, it's kind of interesting that Boston Rob is not there, even though, as they point out in his episode, you know, him and Enid had that relationship and he's got every right to be. But he's yeah. trying to be a little bit more pragmatic. Um, and also like. Miko's interesting that like, you know, uh, she seems to be like stepping into that leadership vacuum because Boston Rob wants to build weapons. She's like, not a good look when half the kingdom still living in tents, which which yeah. is which is true. So. Seem like uh, Zeke just sort of, you know, is uh, the absent king here, absentee king. And so Yumiko's stepping in to fill the void. Somebody's got to do it. Like Boston Rob yeah, says. seems like she's got a good head on her shoulders. And mm-hmm. if she can navigate this fucking shitty prison tat situation she's got then uh we might be we might we might be good I'd yeah be good to go it's gonna be interesting when she's got to kick magna out of the community for the shit she's been pulling or at mm-hmm. least when she has to make that choice you know or and you know i don't even think like here's the thing uh i don't think you kick magna out but you do maybe put her in the root cellar situation they got not over guarding but like lock her up like they have oh, prisons okay. now Sure. You know, and, hey, you, they're you down stole one from prisoner. the community. <laughs> yeah, you're, 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 you're down one prisoner. You stole mm-hmm. from the community. That's, you know, 60 days in jail. And yeah. we'll let you out. And next time it's going to be worse. And maybe third, third strike, you banish a person. But banishing is almost a death sentence, a certain death sentence. So, yeah, I, they don't have to go that extreme. But Michonne is know. very much on the Eugene uh, idea of using every part of the Alexandria. And that prison is just a wasted part at the moment. So get somebody in there. Get either Eugene. Get I'll take a Eugene in prison, or I'll take a Magna in prison. That's the problem with private, private, private prisons, man. You build them, them, and when they're empty, it seems like a waste. Hey, you know, uh, yeah. spitting on the sidewalks. Now a <laughs> an imprisoned, imprisonable offenses for sure. Going to make all the old world mistakes. Uh, the records are back. I don't know if you noticed that we we were wondering like what happened uh, who who was playing the records now well they're still there. Yep, she's playing the feeling sorry for myself even though I've caused all my problems. Sad girl anthem whatever that that I didn't recognize the tune didn't care to write it down but uh, I've definitely yeah, heard it the, before but yeah I don't know what it is. They got the phonograph spun up again. All right, so Daryl and Sadiq returned from searching for Negan. They didn't find him. Uh, Zeke wants Sadiq to help in the infirmary, and he agrees to. Uh, Zeke does not want to hear Daryl's report about Carol, even though he kind of, I think, asked for it earlier. He's changed his mind. And then another group returns, but Kelly isn't with him, and Connie gets worried. And we're all worried because Ezekiel is coughing. Ezekiel's coughing. We know what that means. And I was so sure I was thinking, well, we'll probably find out about what this is, what's happening with this, like, uh, next half season but right. no this is the new walking dead they're just gonna fucking address it right now thankfully like yeah. they they know that we know right 
they know that they're yeah. they're leading into a trope here and that they can't keep yeah. this trope going for the next four episodes or whatever. But a lot of like I feel like a lot of shows don't. I'm watching the Queen's Gambit and they they did some flirtation with like coughs and a couple episodes of what it means. Yep. And yeah, I thought they would do the cough and then the progressive cough of him, you know, coughing up blood and like mm-hmm. making sure no one sees it. But nah, fuck it. We're going to we, we know exactly what's happening here. Yeah. Uh, the kid, uh, the, Brandon, is fanboying all over Negan, asking him to tell stories. He wants to hear about killing Carl. Uh, but Negan sets him straight, says he never kill a kid. And they get attacked by a lone walker. Negan takes its head off with barbed wire, which is pretty sweet. And then even sweeter when he stomps it. That's, that's a really good kill. Uh, they, they, the, the kid makes him a new Lucille and produces also a leather jacket. I think it's actually his leather jacket it's not it is lucille. his leather jacket i don't think it's lucille yeah because he he wraps that bat and barbed wire but it is his jacket uh negan turns us down by saying he doesn't want to be recognized yeah i i thought that was pretty clever because um this kid thinks that negan can handle he kind of wants to see him be badass so when he's like yeah. i was wrapping your gift i was like oh my god but then he lifts it and he's wrapping a bob wire and i'm like oh the barbed wire i'm like oh this is actually yeah. kind of cool because uh-huh. <laughs> we've talked about like the last time Negan busted out, we thought like he's going to pay visit that tree, grab the fucking Lucille and and be back in business. Yeah. Um, I will say. I got my eye on you, Walking Dead, you just because you got Connie and Kelly running around in the woods, getting surprised by zombies. Ne- ne- neither Negan nor this kid are deaf. This uh-huh. fucking stealth zombie shit. I thought we put this behind us in season eight. OK. Yeah, you had a long run of not doing that shit. You, there's there's tons of situations you could have staged where Negan could plausibly be surprised by a zombie. Not in the middle of fucking woods, man. <laughs> so, yeah, I want to say knock it off. What time of year is this? Is it spring? It's spring, spring, okay. early summer. All right. Cool. At least it's not fall because they've done this in the fall before. Is that stealth zombie season? Oh, you're going to go with like, yeah, the the rustling, rustling crunching leaves. Like you can't a zombie can't sneak up on you in fall. It's not possible. Um, No, no. But spring, maybe, maybe, maybe those soggy leaves, not crunching. Right. Um, Yeah, that that zombie kill. It's not the coolest kill in the episode by my estimation either. Um, It was it was it was good when you know, he, he pulls the barbed wire and pulls his head off, but it was yeah. even better. Like the thing that take it to, takes it over the top is the stomp. Uh, Especially since you can see the zombie still quote unquote alive. Uh, like it's like just half a head and it's upside down. The eyes are kind of moving around and yeah, you got the follow up stomp. It's pretty sweet. Uh, it, Yeah, I want, hmm. I wonder, I wonder what they're going to do with that. Does it make any sense to fire zombie, like still alive zombie heads at the whispers? Probably not with catapults. I mean, why wouldn't you like if you're in an all out war situation for your survival? I argue that there is no Geneva can convention. So like, oh, I think no, that I would don't be care about that. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think that that's the only reason. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't it be? Or or like do the run back to Negan strategy, uh, cover your arrows and your marbles and zombie guts. And, uh, you know, even if you just scratch a whisper, you, you knock them out. And there's not that many of them. Yeah, that's true. So. All right. Uh, Aaron is practicing his sword skills alone in the woods and he sees Gamma killing walkers. 
that's the whole scene. I thought, man, there's some cool stuff here. Not for number one. When did Aaron? When did why can I can't call this guy? When did Double Aaron? Hmm. When did he get that sweet ass sword? That's some Castle Sword Steel he's rocking. Yeah, like this is a step up from the Spears. Like he's looking fucking badass. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. From Ezekiel's personal collection, I don't know. Maybe like that's a, just a sweet, clean kind of hero sword he's he's wielding. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the shot of the spider on the web that like you know they they smash zoom on, which may, made me think that he was going into a trap, and maybe he is. It sounds like he is. There is a little bit of. You know, come into my parlor, said the spider to the fly uh, yeah. with his gamma relationship um, that's that's being forged. But um, I really like it. It's like uh, probably something they showed up that day and like, hey, look at a sweet spider web. Let's get this shot. Um, but it, it really paid off. I thought it was very cool. Mm-hmm. And also they're revealing this kind of slick strategy of the whisperers where. Uh, we've debated about whether they're behind the tree. You know, the blacksmith drops some knowledge a little bit later in the episode that makes it seem unlikely that 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 would have been a natural occurrence. And now we see them damming up their water supply, poisoning others. Yeah. Um, this guerrilla warfare that they're they're employing against them is. Uh, I don't think it's going to do what Alpha wants, but if Alpha was had like an actual viable alternative um kind of lifestyle i think it would be effective at fracturing their community and putting a lot of stress on it yeah uh for sure i'm i'm happy to see them make that explicit that it is alpha doing all these things and now we kind of know the stakes here um yeah with the falling trees and and i can't tell if they're trying to like taint the water as well in this creek because they cut the walker open right oh and for I, sure yeah there's, there's not a lot of reason to cut a walker open Unless you're trying to taint the water. Oh, they're definitely like, I, th- I think that's part of the strategy. Like they're damming. I think they're damming a lot of the creeks up to dry up the water supply. So they have to rely on this one because there's a balance between yeah. they don't want to sacrifice their guardians versus. So they're damming some creeks up, polluting the the one they leave remaining and trying to get these people sick and infected. Yeah. Um, pretty diabolical. Sure. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. It's a good plan. Uh, so fan fanboy Negan Jr. is rating Walker hotness. Uh, Negan here screams. He runs off to see what's happening. He breaks his knife off in a Walker skull, but immediately finds another and saves the screaming people. Why did they have him break his knife here? There was an earlier conversation about the kid apologizing for having such shitty gear. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sorry about the dodgy knife. And like, I think this was just to make sure that you knew that Negan was getting annoyed with this kid. But I don't. And, and maybe so like you'd have a, a plausible reason for him to, you know, just just gorily kill a zombie instead of just giving it to stick. Well, um, he immediately. Yeah, he immediately finds another, which is the weird thing. I thought I thought he st- stuck to like broken blade into the zombie um, is is what I thought that that, that happened with that broken knife. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I thought he found another knife in the bus seat or whatever. But, that could be. Eh, regardless. Uh, yeah, it's probably just to show you that this kid is fucking up uh, and probably will get them both killed eventually. Mm hmm. You know, it's funny because like we've we've joked about this in Walking Dead past the whole like in the zombie apocalypse, the number of people who fucked a zombie is not zero. Mm -hmm. And they kind of imply that maybe the saviors got around to some zombie fucking. Oh, this kid has. Yeah, this 
Yeah, like I don't. Are there any sevens that roam the land anymore? <laughs> like they're all zeros, in my opinion. But that's what I I'm mean, saying. They're, it's like like that's pretty high. Like and like Negan, I love Negan's. Like first of yeah. all. I don't know. If we ever got around to rating zombies. And second of all, she's a three at best. Like, yes, yeah. I, I, I like I like Negan getting to be a little bit more Negan than he usually does this this episode. Um, I just don't, what what brings you to that point? Like where you're rating zombie hotness? Because it's not like there is a shortness of very attractive people alive still for him to have, potentially have, hook up with. It's like. Really? OK. I bet a guy like Brandon really has a hard time sealing a deal with girls. I bet he does. I bet he does. He's just fucking creepy and weird. Yeah. And that's pasty, that's a creepy problem. ass face. Now, if Negan had the time and patience to take this kid under his wing for a year or two and straighten him out and teach him a couple of graces and some charm and, you know, basic things like, hey, don't rape and kill people. That might be. A, I don't think he's a hopeless cause, but he's yeah. pretty hopeless right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's following in the footsteps of a guy who had to force his wives to be his wives. So, yeah, he's probably I mean, not great the with the ladies. Yeah, and that's it's like you can tell there's a little bit of that to all these interactions mm-hmm. where like. I don't know, they're telling this story that Negan kind of lost himself, and I, I understand that some of the bonus episodes deal with Negan and his wife, Lucille. They they allude to her this 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 uh, this episode. Um, but it is, it's, that's one of the things I think you and I have talked about, like, it's really hard to, and they've given him six, seven years to kind of mellow on it. But like, it's, it, that's, that's a huge character arc that he's been on from someone who used to be, I guess, a decent guy to Mm -hmm. someone who has got like, you know, everyone's wife set up as a big rotating concubine situation to you're killing and murdering innocent people to, now you've been talked back into the idea that civilization might be the way to go and that people are a resource, but not like to be exploited and used, but to be supported and, and, and nurtured. And, um, yeah, but like, I'm, I'm really curious to see, cause, cause the thing is what this kid doesn't know about Negan is Negan had the option to go back to be a Negan last year. And yeah. he he's he's realized what a hollow experience that is. Mm-hmm. Like Carl started him on that path of realizing that, like, maybe there are some you, you could raise a good person in this world. Um, and that's what's so tragic about this episode. You know, he started to try to bond like this kid and, and saw clearly saw this kid as another Carl. And this motherfucker took him from him. So. Yeah, I think uh, that's great. It's very interesting. I think what's great in this scene is the Walker kill Uh, zombie kill of the week. We haven't done that in ages, but zombie kill of the week for me is the head smashing in the door because they don't like stop after the head smash is open. They smash it like three more times. Yeah. So like, I don't know where you're at because like I thought that the 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 barbed wire pulling the dome off stomp was cooler because it was a little I've never seen it before. You know, someone just rip a zombie head off and then smash the still quote unquote living head. Uh, but this was the more gory one. So exactly. I guess it's like, That's yeah, why I like it. So yeah. do you prize gore over uniqueness? Because I, I have do. seen a, a, a people smash zombies heads and doors a time or two in the show. Never oh, seen sure. someone pull, pull off a zombie head with barbed wire uh, with the follow up stomp. Yeah. It was classic good. Negan though. Classic, classic Negan. And that God, this is maybe the most annoying character that the walking dead has written 
in a very long time. Can I, I ask you something? Eugene maybe was the last time I was annoyed as annoyed at a character introduction. Well, we also got Magna throwing her fucking shitty tat into the ring. But uh, yeah, she's trying. Do you think maybe this could be a little commentary on portions of the fan base, perhaps I, that do a yeah. little bit of Negan worship and maybe have been like, I, I think that the, I remember reading some people being bummed out about Negan being civilized and like this being kind of like, hmm. You know, I mean, there's people when we were covering Breaking Bad, there's people that were like ride or die Walter right to the end. And like if if that show can imagine that show continued on and Walt and Walt dies and it's the just like and there's still a portion of fan base that was like, yeah, fucking Walt Walter White didn't do it, never did anything wrong. Like the producers (laughs) might be like, you know what? You know what? We're gonna have Jesse meet one of you fucks and beat the piss out of you. I, I almost think that yeah. there's a little bit of that. Like, look how cringy this shit is. Like, even Negan rejects your 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 dumbass. You know? I mean, he I, I don't know. very literally kills like the last vestiges of his old self in this. Right. Yeah. Like, and he's a fan. They make he's no bones Negan. about it. He's shouting, I am Negan. And he gets his head bashed in. So he's a Negan fanboy, And Negan himself kills. I, I almost wonder yeah. if there's like they're like, you know what? We can indulge ourselves an episode of just kind of like rejecting that. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's uh, that's probably warranted. Yeah. So we go to Daryl trying to cheer up a worried Connie, but the story about saving Merle's life and it works. And then Daryl's dog finds the area where Kelly was and Magna catches up to him. But there's still no sign of Kelly. But it's also it, it's it's all that. But it's all the story is also about like your family fucking up. And being stupid and still loving him and trying to save him, which I think feeds into his acquiescence with Connie's plan to like, you know, let let Magna fly under the radar. But yeah, there's a fine line between, you know, covering for your family and enabling them in destructive behavior. And yeah, it's a a tough line to figure out. Not just self-destructive, but destructive to the rest of your family. Right. Like, sure. That's the thing here. Like he's got two families at this point, one of which is like part of that new family is trying to incorporate themselves with the old family, the existing family, Mm -hmm. except for one of them is being an asshole. So what do you do? I don't know, Daryl. Good question. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, is Daryl did cover for Merle in the season one. And then when they got reunited back in the governor arc, like I think Daryl. Well, I can't. I I thought that there was some some lines in there about Daryl trying to reconnect with his brother. Certainly, his brother reconnect with him, and I think that was something that Daryl had to like really fight and reject in the end, realizing that Daryl would never yes. cha- or um, Merle would never change. But even after all the bullshit, you know, he was still wanting to give his brother a, a more chance. It still clearly has a lot of affection for him. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably wishes that that that, that could have gone a different way. So, yeah. You know, those connections die hard for sure. Die hard, run deep, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Blood thicker than et cetera. All right. Boston Rob is worried that the shitters are going to give out and he wants more copper to fix them. <laughs> Yumiko, however, is worried about Kelly uh, and Rob reassures her that their best trackers are on it. And then the blacksmith reminds Rob that the whispers could come back at any time. And yeah, yeah you, like you said, healthy. you can understand why this guy is so set on uh, or so fixated on these whispers that killed his wife. Plus, like, I can also like, you know, you got this, this blacksmith guy seems like he's a little bit more of a homespun, you know, like woods wisdom kind of guy. And he's got, you know, like, uh, the, the, the leadership of this place is, I don't know what Aaron's background is. 
Didn't he say he's from Vermont? May I? I don't know. Maybe I thought uh, like maybe not all like I don't know. Vermont's a pretty woodsy place, but like mm-hmm. you know, also he could live in a little chalet and be very kind of soft by his standards. And and like these people saying, hey, it could be a coincidence. And you're a guy who's like, look. This tree had no rot in it. Its roots were strong. It wasn't disease. It's not going to fucking blow over. Come on. Yeah. Um, like it could be frustrating to have that kind of inside knowledge and nobody. But on the other hand, I wish they would make these people articulate. Michonne had such a great point about like, OK, you this is an intolerable situation. What do we do? Because right. if we go and assassinate one of them and, rep- and or they're just going to unleash the herd on us and mm-hmm. we have no counter for that until Eugene creates an atomic bomb to, to, <laughs> to get us back on weapons of mass destruction parody. So I'm still waiting fuck. to hear about this other plan that you think you might have, but <laughs> I assume we'll get there. It's coming. It's okay. coming. Um, I hope it's more oh. plausible than an atomic bomb. Yeah. Yeah. I also want to talk more about Connie and Daryl, but I, I guess I, I should save that for a scene later on. Okay. Oh, you think anything's going to come is... of the, the rusty shitters or because that's what took out the kingdom right like i don't want to forget the kingdom was yeah. brought down by r- rusted shitters essentially yeah essentially pipes pipes, pipes busting boil like not being able to keep uh, people warm in the winter not being able to put out fires in an efficient way yeah is this just I mean, boss around learning from the mistakes of the kingdom or like getting ahead of this stuff i don't i don't that would be like i said i i love all of the post-apocalyptic civil engineering that they're doing and encourage encourage more of it but i don't know maybe uh they'll they'll be able to spray shit on the whispers sure <laughs> Got trebuchets with with walker heads you're spraying biological you know chemical weapons on them uh mm-hmm. all you got is walkers we got we got science and engineering that uh, we're going to turn against you and we got we got so much we got unlimited supply of shit that we can sling it's an old it's an old it's an old uh, hominid trick you know it's an old uh, it's the, true yeah. the primate trick it's the oldest trick in the book flinging poo right for sure that shit before we learned the, the sling sticks and stones we we're flinging shit it's the so. one thing you've always got on you <laughs> yeah, that's right for sure and it's, it's you can always make more as long as you're alive yep. you're a crap factory every one of us yeah yeah ultimate weapon <laughs> uh, you know what's not limitless the supplies that they have in Alexandria uh, and they're mm-hmm. especially not limitless when a quarter of them have been stolen the medical supplies and we see Zeke uh, carrying around this silver tiger that Henry made and he has a coughing fit and sh- shows Sadiq his neck has this huge growth on it it's apparently thyroid cancer his family had it and they beat it but that's back when modern medicine was a thing and that's not the case anymore and we, we kind of get it, this whole thing gets mixed up with Sadiq feeling the pressure of being the most important person in the community and that the, the and person that everyone that, looks to. And he's has a condition like I wonder if he's got some kind of like anxiety disorder or prone to panic attacks or or maybe has some underlying psychosis that he was treating, you know, kept under control with medication in the old world. But, you know, they've run out of Eli Lilly ain't, ain't making uh, antidepressants and you know serotonin uptake inhibitors and all that kind of stuff so i i love that they're they're giving us a little bit more information on that and then i thought yeah like like ezekiel talking about like yeah i saw my grandfather and mother struggle with this i'm like what but and then and like but they didn't they didn't they died because of and he's like oh no they actually won because we used to live in a world of sorcery and witchcraft which i thought was really cool that (laughs) right 98 percent 
98% chance of beating it. Like there's some cancers like uh, thyroid cancer, prostate cancer that if you catch it early, have a very, very high degree of, of, of survivability. Um, but now, you know, they don't have access to that. And here's where the, my theory comes in. One of the effective ways to treat these types of cancers is to embed tiny slivers of like weak radiation emitters inside the tumor. Oh, my God. What? And like we always talked about like this, 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 um, like if there mm-hmm. is some kind of radioactive uh, isotope uh, reactor generator, it's not suitable for making an atomic bomb out of. And it'd be, be dangerous and risky. But like you ca- probably could salvage some kind of radiation to treat the tumor, like like cover everything with lead and just like have him sit by the reactor. Like I, well, that, that's like a. <laughs> uh, what did they save Ezekiel with like nuclear medicine? Like that would be radioactive cool, right? topical for this thing. <laughs> just like yeah, I mean, no, or they could like here's a, it, the radioactive cream. Put this on twice a day. Maybe there's a way to get at the the radiate radioactive material and like shave little slivers and like in you know embed it and then you got to remove them because obviously you leave those inside the human body when the tumor shrinks it's it's bad news but like I, all that right this is a more plausible theory certainly it it is it is I'm sad because I actually really really yeah. started talking myself into loving the mushroom cloud uh, doomsday scenario with the oh, zombies yeah. but uh, and I think Eugene would look good in a cowboy hat riding a bomb. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, but nuclear medicine might be the the more likely way to go with this i thought eugene said it wasn't dangerous which probably means it wouldn't be a very effective treatment uh for this i, I don't know man wow it, it, it okay so how much medical I mean, training i guess does sadiq have like does he that's a good question is he able to treat cancers because i know oncology is a very specific field oh yeah this is this is some high-tech like robot shit that that that, that, but like again i talked myself into (laughs) making a bomb out of this shit so like if sadiq's like you know what i want like i might get cancer like but me and his me and ezekiel are going to like because i i also think that like these things aren't dangerous like i I saw mark watney drive around with this thing in 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 a, a a mars rover to keep him warm right yeah yeah. like they're dangerous like you wouldn't want to like sleep with one for a year but mm-hmm. like short exposure i i wonder if there isn't some way that like sadiq um because clearly this is wearing on him people having problems that he can't solve um you know this god complex that dante seems to be getting off on he's he he's, he's clearly not building him up in the same way um, I wonder if this is a, like an arc for both of them. Like Ezekiel is close to giving up hope. And now we have a lot more of like why he's this close. Mm-hmm. Sadiq seems like he's close to giving up hope. What if this this quest can both give them that shot in the arm, the radiation and the thyroid that they need to see that like. It, it would really change. I think that I mean, my God, like um, in terms of post-apocalyptic civilization, this is a hell of a story, right? Yeah. Like. Like like literally reclaiming the days of witchcraft and sorcery. It's it's better than the idea that they would hypnotize him into not having cancer. Yeah, acupuncture. What the fuck? Like he suggests, oh, modern medicine is witchcraft and voodoo, and then Sadiq, the medically trained doctor, comes and says, "Have you tried hypnosis? Have you tried not just just not thinking about your cancer? Maybe it'll go away." Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you like. 
I would say that you're dumb for pursuing that in lieu of, you know, chemotherapy and radiation therapy. But if chemotherapy and radiation is not there and he didn't say cure, he said manage. Okay. Like maybe you can manage your sure. pain with acupuncture. Maybe you can do this or that. Like, fuck it. You know, if, if all you got is alternative medicine, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Rub, rub some bark on it. You know, smoke, smoke some sage. Yeah. Uh, take one million one millionth part uh, zombie blood mix it in with water and inject it into yeah. your scrotum yeah, see if it cupping, helps do some cupping therapy that yeah. what, what what's it's not it's literally not gonna hurt it probably so walk on hot coals maybe that'll help i don't know yeah. and, and then the the other thing is like um which seems to be something sadiq needs to realize about himself is uh if nothing else, we can always talk to each other about it. That's when this Ezekiel is like not telling anyone about this. He's withdrawing from the people that love him and care about him. Yeah. And that line, like, why are we here if not for each other? It's a great yeah. line. No, that, that's that's the good part of this scene. Um, I also wonder, did the did the medical education program in these communities die with Enid and Denise? Like. It doesn't seem like they're training yeah. new medical personnel. They've just got Dante, who showed up out of nowhere, as best I can tell, as this combat medic. Which is not a doctor. Like, no, no, I no. Think that, like, I yeah. thought he was a doctor, but, like, I think he is kind of, like, maybe the new Enid. Um, but, yeah, like, they're they're training new blacksmiths and whatnot. Right. Um, they should be training way, a lot of medical personnel. We didn't really talk about that, but I thought that's a, a other great. This is a great scene, like uh, King Ezekiel finding the little uh, forged or cast tiger that uh, Henry made for him. Why he's at Hilltop, but didn't get the chance to give it to him because, you know, yeah. that he had just I, I thought that was like a nice little detail, too, that um, was fairly heartwarming. But yeah, yeah, they, they probably should be training some some uh, more medicos. Mm hmm. All right, these survivors that Negan rescued tell him how they survived, and then they go on a walk. The kid, uh, Brandon, wants to follow him and take their stuff. Negan tells him, you know what? Just go home. I don't need you. Kid threatens to tell the others where he is if he goes back, and Negan says, go right ahead, as long as I don't have to see your pasty, creepy-ass face again. I like it. Uh, also, the show introduces yet another variation of Walker terminology, hissers. Oh, we got biters. We got sickos. We got hissers. We got walkers. <laughs> it's, it's just, just tons of regional variation in what you call zombies. Apparently, the thing I'm really loving is the variations on what the whisperers are called. Like skin freaks is maybe my favorite mm. of of mm -hmm. all of the pet names that people have for weirdos and and walkers. Well, whispers is hard to say. It's a little yeah. bit of Worcestershire sauce. Like you get kind of caught in the. <laughs> rrr, yep. rrr, rrr. So, yeah, I skin freaks better than whispers. Mm -hmm. That you and can write that shit in a comic book, but saying it is hard. <laughs> Fair. So then Alpha is training whispers, excuse me, skin freaks, uh, how to skin some walkers for their masks. Care careful now. The ears are tricky. They always are. Don't I know it? Uh, Alpha has a plan to kill the communities by a thousand cuts, and one of the others voices their dissent, and they're killed by at least four cuts. Sweet. I, I like this, because it's like, um... I thought, it's like, oh, here's Alpha being Alpha, and she's crazy, but at the end when she says, well, you said you wanted another Guardian, I'm like, oh, that's... I, I don't know, like, every time I think that she's being a little cliche or boring, like, there's just that little extra... 
like rational insanity that mm-hmm. hey i'm making a i'm making a point to my people and i'm also not you know not adding or losing this guy's worthless and stupid and i'm not losing any guardians uh it's it's, it's pretty slick i don't know she might be starting to lose gamma i'm not sure there's there's some weird stuff happening with oh, her. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Like that's 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 tough. And the thing is, is Alpha kind of losing herself. You know, that was like the point they made yeah. a couple episodes back when she's making that shrine to her daughter. Like this is and and her bullshit. Like let's pick it a vote. Oh, there's democracy <laughs> for right. you. Like, I mean, no, that's dictatorship for you. And when she says, "When this collapses, the smart ones, smart ones will know where it comes, where they to go to feel safe, and they smash cut the gamma. Gamma's a smart one, and I think she's going to figure out that there is a place to go to feel safe, and it's it's not here. Yeah. Uh, I think Alpha v- greatly underestimates how appealing and how successful her strategy is, mm-hmm. but that's what a lot of the the great cult leaders do. So, all right, Negan hangs out with the survivor kid Milo." And explains both flying in an airplane and nut tapping and says, hey, I'm going to send you to Alexandria where you guys could be safe. All right. So so Negan catches himself here. Here is a little bit of like what the fuck sort of inconsistency. Negan catches himself saying, hey, uh, you could be my co-pilot. Oh, wait, shit. You don't know what a co-pilot is. You've never been in a plane. Proceeds to tell the kid about nut tapping. All right, maybe the kid knows what nuts are. Maybe he's hanging around people who use the slang nuts. Then Negan goes on to say, you don't have to get all roided up to get into the Hall of Fame. The kid doesn't know what roids and Hall of Fame are. If he doesn't know what an airplane, a co-pilot is on an airplane, he doesn't know what the Hall of Fame is. Come on. Yeah, but I I guess... Writing's a little sloppy in this scene. It would have been a good opportunity to say, oh shit, I'm... I actually can't relate to any of the people who have grown up in this thing anymore. And you could have done something serious with it. Don't get me wrong. It's a fun hmm. scene, but could have done more. Yeah. Yeah. I think honestly, the only one I have a problem with is Roy because like hall of fame, the kid knows like, Oh, there's a hall of fame like that. Like if you're just like this older man who seems very impressive and just saved your ass from zombies and he's taking a personal interest in you. Like I've been the kid in that situation and I'm only following like every third word the person's saying, but I don't want to be like, <laughs> I have no sure, fucking sure. like I don't want to look stupid in front of this person who's taking a shine to me. Well, it's so, like Negan think, caught himself on the first one. He didn't catch himself yeah, on the yeah, others. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he got yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like the roid is the roided up is the only thing that like yeah probably because everything else is context clues and stuff. But roided up is like yeah, that's yeah. I don't know, but uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just it's a funny scene, scene because he's clearly clearly got like Carl in his eyes uh, sights. Um. This kid is no Carl, wonder, but okay. Yeah, he's no Carl. But I wonder why does he want to take him to the hilltop instead of Alexandria? The annual nut tapping contest. I don't know. <laughs> hilltop hosts the annual nut tapper. Yeah, yeah. He knows this kid's got the meaty fingers. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Them, them, them fucking sausage fingers. He's he's nut slapping left, right, and center. <laughs> uh, really, I, that's really a good prime. question. Maybe maybe well, he to knows keep that it a so whole... that they it'll be harder to tell uh, the community who. Have rescued him could be or Negan might know that the hilltop's got a rampant punk ass teenage problem teenage boy problem need needs a nut tap regulator hell yeah Yeah. Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh look at Negan creating nut tap warriors and sending them off to roam the countryside (laughs) he's gonna come in there like that (laughs) regulate regulate (laughs) who needs taps comes in through the gates all Uh right 
Uh, yeah, fun scene. I liked it. But uh, Gamma continues to dam up the creek and brutally murders Walker while thinking about Alpha. She also cuts herself, and Aaron takes that moment to give her a bandage and introduce himself, and she takes a bandage and runs off. Aaron is from Vermont. I wrote that in my notes. Okay. Um, but yeah, what do you think Aaron's doing here? Doing a little bit of know, uh, winning hearts and minds? It, mm, that doesn't sound like Aaron. It's It seems more He's, likely that Aaron is trying to find Alpha so that he can deal with Alpha. But wouldn't you wouldn't you take her hostage? She's on your land. Like, what is fucking Alpha going to say? Like, hey, I caught this person poisoning our water. This is a clear yeah. violation. Now, it's a hollow threat because mm-hmm. Alpha's got the nuke, you know? Right. Uh, and ask, they already have a hostage, given, her daughter. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't ask, know that ask would any do given, Yeah, ask any given, like, third world country how, how fun it is to negotiate with a <laughs> first world country that has nukes and shit. But yeah, yeah. I wonder, and like that seemed like to be the standing order. Like, so it's like you got all these people that that's one of the problems. You got all this. It's a small enough community that some people just decide to do whatever the fuck they want. And I feel like yep. that's Aaron. I wonder if he'll tell people that he actually saw this one and, and tried to do this thing. And I doubt it. Seriously, but it's an interesting it. develop. It's an interesting development. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, dog. Daryl's dog finds Kelly sitting by a tree. She's not eaten, but she is in bad shape. Kelly gives Magna the okay to tell Daryl about a stash that they've got in the woods. And then Daryl gives him some grief about stealing before Connie decides to take the supplies back, uh, you know, and then just tell him they found him in the woods. Uh, yep. I, I don't know if there's a ton to say about this scene. It just tells us that Magna's been stealing supplies. So the shitty kid comes back. Egan fanboy. Uh, assuming that Negan was testing him and he kills Milo and his mother. So Negan murders him with a rock and then he picks up the baseball bat, Lucille and jacket and walks off. Mm-hmm. Je- Je- yeah. Jeffrey Dean Morgan in the scene is so good. Like when he sees what this kid's done and his face just turns here, it's yeah. That look into the camera, especially right when he says, and it's also kind of like a literal destruction of his former self. Oh, now, I don't know. Literal. I- I don't know what's going on with him and you know what he does at past this, but like, yeah, when the kid screams yeah. like I am Negan and just that's when he gets him with the rock. Like that's literally yep. it's Luke Skywalker confronting himself in the cave at Dagobah and slaying him. Right. For uh, sure. Like, like there's this like slaying of his dark side, but it's confused uh, or at least I'm confused because then he picks up the jacket. He, he puts it on, he picks up the bat and he walks off like Negan's back, but also he's just murdered Negan. So I, uh, yeah, is he, is he trying to take these things to a place where he can be recognized as, you know, this guy, but not the same guy? Like, well, I wonder because, like, I don't think the the zombie people know about him. He might actually be thinking, "I'm just going to like, you know, the, I this this is not how Alexandrians look. This is not how the hilltop people look. I'm just some wandering survivor, and if I can get an audience with Alpha and his beat to her brains out, and they kill me, but that's going to be worth it." Because yeah, like that makes sense. They they need a guy like I think Negan that's what he's go going for and protect this community. Um, and yeah, he knows he's like he's, he's the only it. one. He's the outsider uh, that has yeah. no connection to it. They can't possibly blame the Alexandrians. Um, I don't know if it like, will yeah. all rationally work out. And like if Be- if this guy kills him, does Beta decide? Well, you know, what to change his complete foreign policy as, as far as Hilltop and Alexandria and Oceanside? But like. 
I can see Negan in this moment of desperation, confusion, thinking this is all I'm good for. I'm very good at this. I can if I if I can just get me close enough to this, this alpha, I'll bash her brains in. And yeah. there you go. Um, I, I, I could definitely see him doing that. It's worth uh, a shot. And it does seem like he's sacrificing yeah. himself for the good of the community, which is very not Negan like. And to do it with the Negan persona and the Negan swagger is kind of delicious. I, I, I sort of love that. Um, yeah. can't, can't explain why, but it, it just makes a ton of sense to me. Mm-hmm. All right. Sadiq's talking to Dante on the radio. He says he's coming back tonight and then he has to speak with Carol and they pull the old switcheroo. Zeke sits down, Sadiq leaves. Zeke, uh, however, turns off the radio before Carol has a chance to get on. This is, yeah, this is bad, right? Nerve. This is what? This is bad. Like you, you don't want to see Zeke doing this cause He's not in a good headspace here. He's very fatalistic. Like I can see him being like, well, why am what am I going to do? Pull on Carol's heartstrings. Hey, I'm dying. Come say goodbye to me. Then what? Like, I, I mean, he's in a, he's clearly in a very dark place here. So oh, yeah. like, I, 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 I dig it. It seems a very human thing to do. And also like, what also like the other thing is the risk of failure. Like what if Carol's like, I don't care. <laughs> Because yeah. he knows that she just wanted to get away and like doesn't doesn't make a point to like reunite with him when she comes off the boat. Like he could be very afraid that like, what if I put my <laughs> thyroid swollen neck out there <laughs> and then she's just like, I don't care. Like I that's the one thing that would kill kill him. Right. Sure. Besides the thyroid cancer. Yeah, uh, this doesn't strike me. I don't see Carol doing that, but. Then again, she I, isn't like super warm and cordial when she returns. So maybe plus she almost provoked an all out war that these communities can't win. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think she's I think she's kind of back to like old Carol in the cabin kind of stay the fuck away from me. I don't yeah. I just murdered, you know, that's like when 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 Carol gets stressed, like when she's forced to murder children, when she's forced to exile people when she's forced to like do these very st- strong um, grueling things. Like her reaction is just to get the fuck away from me without much, much thought to it. So yeah, um, I do think that if Ezekiel died and she didn't know about it, she would probably feel bad about it, but mm-hmm. I can see, I see, I can see Ezekiel being afraid of this worst case scenario happening, but clearly him losing his nerve. I mean, everybody who hasn't been there, like, you know, try to get up a yeah. nerve to call, call a girl you like, or a boy you like, whatever the case may be. And you, you, and that's without all the history behind it, too. So, yeah. All right, let's take a quick break and then we'll continue. All right, we're back. Yumiko starts asking about the stash they found in the woods, which leads to a conversation about what she thinks of Magna. And we find out that Magna went to prison for killing some guy. I, I think so. So there's a lot of subtlety around, like, the language they use here. But mm. uh, I think what happened is Magna killed a guy as revenge for killing her young cousin. Or molesting her, like it could be some other violation. But yeah, she the way she says like he get he gets to go on living is. I mean, I could say that like if someone molested uh my, kid I know sister, that's why I mean it's like and then gets off on some kind of technical or even just goes to prison like this is yeah. kind of uh, time to kill. You know, uh, what was that? Uh, Samuel Jackson. Yes, I killed them and I hope they burn in hell. Like I, I, yeah, I can get that seems like a rational. I don't think it's I mean, like, obviously, I don't I don't support vigilantism and, and taking that shit in your own hands. But like right. 
the impulse totally understandable that's the thing and i think the the thing she's not uh understanding here is there's a difference between killing for by choice and killing for survival and you have to make a distinction between the killing she did in this society right I live in a fucking society and the killing that they're doing to survive the apocalypse that's those are two fundamentally different things in my opinion mm-hmm. uh and she's back in a society right and those rules now apply again and i think she's having a hard time adjusting to that and just i don't know the the her attitude seems to be everybody hates me and mm-hmm. I'm and if everybody's going to hate me, then I'm just going to just I'm going to do me um, and I'm going to yeah. be selfish and I'm going to be stupid, like she says, because, yeah, the, the her behavior is yeah undermining the community that she is a part of now. Yeah, and it's weird because, like, I'm on board. I'm a little bit like a, I could understand from Magnus perspective where she could feel that the her relationship with uh, um, Yomika is patronizing and kind of paternal. Like I know best. I'm the good upstanding one. You're this Mm -hmm. and you're that. And like that could great. But on the other hand, like also Miko is trying to be very diplomatic um, um, and trying to like broach this thing between them. And Magnus got this shitty, like let's come out and say it. You think I stole? Well, you fucking did steal. I know. Fuck you, Magna. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, like you did. You did betray the community. Like, what? what's this? Oh, God. It's, Why it's, is it wrong it's to think worst. something that's true of someone? <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what I don't understand. Yeah. And, and even if it's not true, like you have to grant that you are the loose cannon that does mm-hmm. stuff that affects our whole group. That was like your whole goddamn arc last season. Yeah. So like even if it's the one time you were innocent, like I think the like a reasonable person. But, you know, again. Like, there's also this whole room because I don't know the whole backstory here, but clearly, I mean, I, I would be, I mean, I could buy that Magna is from, a you know, some some disadvantage um, background, uh, maybe doesn't have all the great breaks in life that would allow someone to like soberly and calmly analyze situations and do the right thing and is distrustful towards people and like all that other stuff. And it's a hard time, the hard place to learn and grow in the zombie apocalypse. But holy shit, still. Still, uh, it's it's a lot. It's a it's a bit much. It's a yep. bit much. Yeah, like you, I'm not saying like the killing that she did before was necessarily wrong. I think mm-hmm. it was. It was. It, there are consequences for that choice in that society, Absolutely. and there are consequences for the choices she's making now. And if people find out about this who aren't part of her quote unquote family, there are going to be. You know, there's going to be consequences that she has to face. And part of that might be getting her whole family kicked out of the larger community here, the safety net. Yeah. Because that's the other thing they're dealing stupid. with. Like, like if, if everything turned to worm, worm turns on, like, Negan and Lydia, like, the way these kind of reactionary movements go, it's like, if you do that and you're still having problems with outside agents, you keep on rolling down. Like, well, who's the other newcomers who are causing us problems? All these, right. like, you know, everything was going fine until these people showed up. Like, that's why these kind of reactionary things are dangerous in your society, because, like, turns out the blacksmith is right. But what mm-hmm. if he's wrong? What yeah. if this was all this happenstance because of the satellite and all that stuff? And you've got both sides ramping up the war for no damn good reason. Right. Um, and, and you're turning on each other. You're turning on. It's it's a dangerous situation. And Magnus is playing a dangerous game in this environment. Dangerous at any time. 
Yeah. Uh, but like now, especially when you got this kind of almost xenophobic reactionary streak going through the different communities, uh, it could be it could be bad. Uh, so we go back to the whispers where Gamma shows Alpha the bandage that Aaron gave her in a repeat of the mask talk that Michonne and Zeke had with a slight twist. Uh, Alpha tells Gamma all about the masks we wear and that it might be time to wear another. She says Aaron could be useful. So yeah, I, I think you were you're right on about them potentially trying to bring Aaron into the fold, manipulate him a little bit, use him as a tool to undermine the communities. The thing is, is like, I don't know, maybe I, but I got the clear implication that Alpha thinks that Gamma is going to seduce Aaron. Oh, (laughs) yeah, I got, but she's bark, (laughs) she's barking up the wrong tree. If she's thinking she's going to wear that particular mask. Oh, Um, yeah. It could just be, I, I think that's the way Alpha thinks, but, um, I mean, she cleaned up pretty well when she came to the the Ren Fair. I guess Thora Birch would clean up pretty well. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe. <laughs> that that yeah, seems like a long shot. Well, I, but I don't. She doesn't. I don't. She doesn't know that Aaron's gay. Is what uh, I was getting at. Sure. But like, so that would be hilarious if that's how uh, Thora Blurst is going to approach oh this. Try to like shine him up that way. But it could just be that like send Beta in um, there. <laughs> <laughs> you might be interested butch butch beta coming in that's that's uh-huh. aaron's weak spot although like um eric is is uh his husband you know he was just kind of like a dude i don't think he's yeah yeah i know you're also dude. not not being not being uh uh literally i'm not trying to say he likes got, bears like, i'm just saying you know he likes yeah. dudes uh they got they got a dude who's uh he's he, not bear he's like is there a jason type I'm sure there is. Yeah. <laughs> I like the hulking, unkillable beast type. You know, uh, I want to be. Yeah, I want to be. Yeah. Anyway, um, it could be that like they, they could go that. And I think that would be that's plausible and be hilarious. Um, And like it's it's the perfect it's uh, Aaron's the perfect counter weapon to that. But it could be that she's mean like, hey, just appeal to his humanity. Take advantage of his humanity. Um, right. You know, exactly. That. That that also like the the spider and the web trap kind of a symbolism they used earlier in the episode makes me think that like this could backfire. Aaron could get captured, taken hostage, and you know then then what? I, I, I think it's going to be more man. insidious than that. I don't think it's going to be they take him hostage and and use him as as that kind of pawn. I think they're more going to yeah. manipulate him into making mistakes or or driving wedges between the the people in the communities right because he's already doing that and i Mm. obviously alpha's not going to know that but using him as that kind of tool would be pretty effective Uh, yeah he seems to have no problems driving wedges between people yeah so like as a cat is like it's like a it's a double agent i think that's it's kind of like it'd be fascinating to see this kind of like agent double agent do you think aaron will say to the group what's happening here because like that's the thing is gamma came right and fest no. right up like hey this guy gave me the bandage and stuff i think yeah i think aaron's gonna like try to pull so i i don't know i think he but wants I, to I operate aaron... with a little more latitude and michonne wouldn't really uh, michonne wouldn't approve no. this i don't think well she would she would just want to capture i think like they, their thing is like yeah. if we catch them on our we want to capture them and use them and in, in some kind of like leverage kind of way which is also not the best way to deal with alpha Cause like if your daughter, if her daughter's not doing it, uh, capturing gamma ain't going to do it either. Right. Um, that's why I'm thinking like hostage is not, I don't think that's Michonne's move. I think Michonne really doesn't want to piss alpha off and yeah. her really, the only move she mm-hmm. has is to placate alpha by, you know, not killing the whispers when they're around, just capturing them, 
maybe turning them loose later on, uh, sending them back to Alpha because, yeah, if she starts killing people or taking hostages, it's just going to piss her off and then she'll use the nuke. Yeah. If if we take the nuke off the table, I'm wondering if there's a way that they could do another. Because they already had the idea that like um, a forest fire might disable a lot of these zombies or make them so like I might not kill them, but it'd make them so degraded that they're useless as an attack force. Mm-hmm. Um, what if the Alexandrians like they, they pre cleared some forest, they pre broke some fires on their own land and led the the uh, whispers into that and to trap and then set just a massive forest fire. Yeah. That'd be pretty effective. It's gotta be something. Although I think they're gearing up to, we're just going to have this big giant medieval. It's going to be like fucking the end of Lord of the Rings, man. It's going to be return yeah. of the King with the, the one city on the Hill going, you know, fighting all these dark beasts with trebuchets and, sh- and source shiny swords and shit. Like <laughs> that sounds pretty, that sounds pretty rad too. Yeah. Um, or army I, of darkness I, when they fight off the skeleton yeah. army. That's yeah. 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 Kind of shit. I, that's, that's uh, I, I could. Yeah, I could. That that could be cool, too. Yeah. All right. Daryl's leaving to escort Sadiq back to Alexandria and Connie thanks him for keeping Magna and Kelly's secret. OK, prediction time. Something mm-hmm. happens to them on the road. There's no way it doesn't. They're leaving in the middle of the mm-hmm. night. Why? They've never done this before. They always say, we'll wait till morning and we'll head out. Daryl and Sadiq are leaving right now in the middle of the night under darkness. Why? Does Daryl's bike have a headlight? Like, I mean, it could be that. And then Daryl's like a fucking super badass. Um, I but you, you might be right here. A bad idea, and I think the show is setting us up for the you know Daryl and Sadiq road trip. It, it, look, everybody needs a little Daryl wisdom from time to time. Connie got it this episode. Sadiq's getting the next episode. You know, Carol got it. Everybody needs it. Yeah, I need you it. You might be right. Uh, what I want to talk about is like, where do you think Connie and Daryl stand relationship wise? Because they were holding hands this episode. Uh, C- Connie explicitly said, you and me are family, which mm-hmm. I thought. And I, I thought that Connie has taken a shine to Daryl, too. But I th- but we've always seen Daryl like over the years as kind of being like this. He's had several opportunities to. Yeah get with ladies you know going back to beth going back to carol carol still teases him to that to this day like they could have been this they could have been that and he's always been nah nah we know that he's been traumatized as a young maybe he um of course you can also just be asexual for any damn Mm -hmm. reason you know it could just be the way you are um could also be a result of trauma um i thought he looked very uncomfortable when you know he had a smile on his face, but like it was kind of like he didn't know what to say back. It's like someone saying, "And do you think I, I felt that, I read that more as like he's not comfortable with protecting the Magna. lie? Yeah, um, yeah, the lie that he's got to tell. <laughs> yeah, and, and they be have really too. been slow playing this relationship. If if there is a romantic relationship budding there, they're really slow playing it, which makes sense for you know a guy who seems as disinterested in romance as Daryl does. And it could all be platonic. I mean, people hold hands yeah. and hug and, and even especially cuddle and when stuff their in platonic trouble, ways. Right? Especially when friends, especially in these kinds. But like, also, I wonder if, uh, you know, Daryl could decide to try, try, try a relationship. You know, what the fuck? It's been been years. Maybe yeah. he's um, gotten if it was something about like trauma and like protecting himself. Maybe he's ready to take that chance. Uh, I think they'd be a cute couple. Um, and I definitely get the idea from Connie that she's she's she likes Daryl. 
She yeah. likes likes Daryl. Oh, yeah. I mean, like they, they, they played that I up like a little like, bit yeah. a couple yeah. episodes ago. Right. Yeah, uh, it's a good question. And I, I, I feel good about where they are right now. And I would also feel good about them getting together. And so I think that's a, probably the best thing you could say about a TV yeah. relationship is, yeah, they're, they're doing this one right. It's a tricky it's a tricky uh, ship name because if you go with Connie Daryl and it's it's a uh, Carol, mm-hmm. well, we already got a Carol. So you got to go with Donnie. Oh, then I'm just thinking the of Donnie ship. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking Steve. <laughs> I'm thinking Steve Buscemi. I'm yeah, think, no, nothing I can conjure uh-huh. up in my head with the name Donnie is very good. And apologies to any Dons and Donalds out there. Donald Glover, oh, yeah. but he doesn't go as Donnie. He's not no. Donnie Glover. It's Donald yeah. Donald Glover. Um, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I think Donnie, that guy used to call in the Bob and Tom show. You remember Don, Don, Donnie, it's Donnie Baker, everybody. Hey, it's state law. Look it up. Like, yeah, it's like, I don't have a lot of like historical good experiences with that. So like, yeah, maybe we'll just workshop that a little bit. We can, we can do something with Dixon and we'll find out Connie's last name. Maybe there's a good Dix. That's not, we're off to a good start though. To- yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's a linguist. It's a linguistic minefield we're walking into, Jim. Uh, and finally, the last scene of the episode is Negan taking Lucille out for a test drive. Well, sort of. He he wants Beta to find him, which is exactly what happens. He goes. He yeah. just goes in the woods shouting, "Come on!" Come and get it's me. it's cool. It's cool. It's like, oh yeah, you afraid of big bad wolf? I'm gonna huff, whack. I'm gonna puff, whack. And then, of course, Beta finds him. Um, I, I'm, I, this is a pretty cool cliffhanger because I, I think we've we've pretty much discussed all the possibilities of what he might be doing here. But like what he hopes to achieve versus what he'll actually achieve um, is going to be interesting because they, mm-hmm. they clearly they're not they can't pop off the all out war. It's in the middle of the season still We're we're still a ways away from the break. We're still really far away from the season finale. Yeah. Um, which they hinted like, you know, we, we I know enough of that, like one of the reasons they delayed that final episode is because they needed to have like mass scenes of people moving around and they couldn't do it during the, vi- you know, their, their outbreaks of the virus. So and maybe that's some meta gaming knowledge. But yeah, I I'm trying to think of like, you know, how oh, of course I, I the other thing is like maybe Negan doesn't survive. Yeah, uh, it's possible. I mean, Jeffrey yeah. Dean Morgan is a, like we said, a big actor and he's been on the show for a long time now. So he's so good at it, though. Mm-hmm. He's just so good at doing this thing and like giving that was my complaint about Negan is like he's a good character. But like they stretched that part of Negan out so long that he got his shtick got old. Yeah. Um. This like anti Negan stuff is really still interesting and fascinating material that I've uh, still have a lot of appetite for. So I hope I hope hope hopefully not. But like it's hard to believe that he's going to like they're going to get him in there and then they're going to let him go or is like right. is or I wonder if there's alpha gives everyone that they cuz like one chance is like you can join you can join our group and wear the skins or not and he'll just like start like trying to infiltrate them that way that would be kind of interesting but oh, the idea is going to come back as a whisperer to Alexandria yeah, yeah. And, and turn the tide in a critical moment sure the alpha would be fascinated about it cuz he's so strong mm mm-hmm. mhm you know, she loves like and, and he's a survivor and like I can see her eating this stick up and also another way to fracture the relationship between her and Beta because like Negan's a straight up upgrade as far as I'm concerned. Sure. Um, maybe he's slightly less fearsome and strong than Beta, but he's a yeah. hell of a lot smarter, I think. Um, yeah. Or yeah, I, I, it's but it's yeah, hard to believe that this is going to go 
Like he's just gonna, not going to walk up and just bash her in the face or I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, if I he don't does think that, the he's thing dead. that takes out Alpha is going to be Negan. Let's just say that. A little anticlimactic. Yeah. Uh, well, the, the whisper, but that's the thing is like the whisper threat doesn't end if, if Alpha dies. True. You know, like it could just be a, he just goes, well, just, we just go straight. Like Alpha dies, we go straight to the nuke option. Uh-huh. You yeah, know, it seems like this. that's what would happen. Fuck this death by a thousand cuts. We're just going to go right for the, the population center. And but but Alpha also like we didn't talk about this, but her being cagey about this, she wants more recruits. Mm-hmm. So like maybe she has a process like involving the, the isolating people in the deep place and blasting easy street at them or whatever the whisper equivalent is until yeah. she brainwashes them into compliance. Because it's just the other thing is like easy street. Easy as one, two, three. <laughs> it's very Soto. Oh yeah, uh, just ASMR uh, to Easy Street. <laughs> uh huh, uh huh. But you know, like that's the thing is, like, also she's very clearly has a bunch of people in the the her her herd that are like barely on board with her bullshit. You know, like we've seen so many. She's had to kill like three of them. Uh, so like True. she might have a huge tolerance for. Hey, I understand that my way of life ain't for everybody, but you're going to wear the mask and we'll see how it goes. Keep an eye on you. See how it goes. Uh, so, yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm really interested to in see where they go with this because I don't want Negan to go. And I just also Negan, like he's such a speaking of a crap factory, the stuff that comes out of his mouth, like he's he won't be a, he, like he'll, he'll have this rough adjustment of like mouthing <laughs> off and making oh, fun yeah. of beta and yeah. It's it's there's a lot of entertaining possibilities here. He would make a terrible whisperer, uh, which is why I want to see it. Yeah. All right, that's it for the episode and for our podcast. Yeah, that's that's it. This episode, I'm very curious to see what happens next week. Uh, of course, if you'd like to give us feedback, you can do so. Watching dead at baldmove.com. Uh, we're going to consider that at the halfway season point, I believe, still. Um, we got a little bit of that saved up and also every week we are now live streaming our podcast, uh, on twitch.tv slash bald move. And we can currently run stereo.com slash bald move for people to want to send immediate feedback there. Um, uh, so either way it's, it's, it's a good time, uh, use, use either to get, uh, your, um, thoughts to us. I forget if we talked about this last week, but it's our, it's our intention to be ready for walking dead season 11 whenever it comes out and like the earliest Mm -hmm. it can come out we should be able to finish just finish season 10 not the bonus episodes but should be able to just finish season 10 by the earliest it can return and and uh, we'll figure out what to do with the bonus episodes and i think we have like a week gap maybe two week gap if it's delayed any longer then that just gives us more options to deal with the bonus episodes but we are going to cover the walking dead new season live probably be doing live watches we're probably going to be doing instant takes and and instant talks and stuff like that um so yeah uh hopefully people are are get get caught up and excited because the final season the walking dead is about to come back and uh, we should be ready for it so uh leave us feedback come back next week to talk more walking dead we'll see you then until then i'm aaron and i'm jim 